Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship, and welcome to 2021. Do you know that the Bible is actually the living Word of God? Did you know that when you read your Bible, you're actually feeding your soul? Do you have a habit of feeding yourself in the scriptures on a consistent basis? Let's open our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 2 and feed ourselves in the living Word of God. Well, good afternoon. It's uh, it's around 12 noon here in Texas. Happy New Year to everybody. It's uh, it's 2021. Hopefully, everyone is uh, is doing well, and uh, and it's been a good first four days. I hope for for everyone in in uh, just just pursuing Jesus. We've We've all heard of New Year's resolutions, and I'm sure as, as most of us know that very, very, very few New Year's resolutions are, every, are ever carried out. I, I don't know what the statistics are, but I think the vast majority, 90% of New Year's resolutions um, have, uh, have failed, I guess, uh, by March or something, or it might be April. So for some reason, when we make New Year's resolutions, we don't, uh, we generally don't stick with them. Um, that being said, it is a, it is a good time. Uh, the beginning of the year is a good time to, to, you know, to decide what, what's really important to you, you know, in this coming year. What, what are the most important things that you would like to see happen in your life in 2021? Uh, clearly, uh, for everyone, everywhere, in the world, for all time, the single most important thing everyone should desire uh, every year is that they might grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ more than they did last year. The cry of your heart and my heart should be that we would know Jesus better. Uh, in Philippians 3, um, the Apostle Paul, I believe his verse 10 says, I want to know Christ. And that should be uh, the cry of our hearts this year is that we want to know Christ. We want to know Jesus. We want to walk with Jesus more deeply, more intimately, and more obediently than any year of our lives. And uh, if if that'll be our resolution, and if we will... Uh, do the things and do the steps necessary uh, to help facilitate that, um, then we that will happen. You know, there are various things we can do and should be doing moment by moment, day by day, week by week, month by month to grow in our relationship with Jesus. And uh, the primary thing the single most important thing that, that you can do and I can do to grow, to know Jesus better, to know our Heavenly Father better, to know and walk in step with the Holy Spirit better, is to spend time in our Bible. To spend time reading, studying, and meditating, and memorizing 
the word of God, the scriptures, your Bible, um, uh, the, the most valuable thing you do is when you read and study the Bible, the scriptures, the living word of God. When you read your Bible, you're actually feeding your soul and your spirit. You're nourishing your soul and your spirit. How many meals do you, do you eat a day? How many times do you eat in a day, Christina? How about you, Jose? Jesse, how many meals do you eat in a day? Scott, how many meals do you eat in a day, including snacks? And I'm talking about physical food now. Ireland, how many? How much do you eat in a day, Anthony, Matthew, including snacks? Um, I don't know. I guess I put food in my mouth, physical food. Got to be what, six, seven times a day? You know, we generally eat three meals, but then we'll grab a snack here, maybe a, maybe a piece of candy here. Just think about how many times you put food into your mouth. And that's how you care for your physical body. Now, try to imagine, just really try to imagine if you actually, and I actually, managed our spiritual life like that. Imagine if you said, you know, I'm a little spiritually hungry right now, Caleb. So I'm going to go grab me a chapter of my Bible as a snack. I'm going to go. I'm going to go feed on the book of Matthew. You know what? I'm going to get another snack. I'm going to, I'm going to study Ephesians. You know what? I'm, I, you know, I need a meal. I'm going to open up to Luke. You know what? I, I just, I need some time in the word of God. So I'm going to, I'm going to go open that podcast and, and listen to that teaching on Proverbs chapter two, verses one through five. Imagine what your your walk with Jesus and your soul and your spirit would look like. Your spirit man, right? Your spiritual man or spiritual woman. What would that look like, Landon, if you fed your physical body like you do your spiritual body? Now, Landon's, Landon's a bad example because she does, actually. Um, but most of us, you know, we're, 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 we're far more given to feeding ourselves physical food, physical snacks than we are the spiritual nourishment of the word of God. You remember in uh, Matthew chapter four, verse four, Peyton, Chloe, what's it say? It says that, that man does not live on bread alone, Jesus says, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Human beings do not live on physical food alone, but on the word of God, the living word of God, the scriptures, the Bible. That's your nourishment. So to start this year right, Ian, to start this year right, Benny, you want to be spending time in your Bible. More time. And then more than that. Go to your Bible and snack, Stephen, two, three times a day. Dustin, grab a snack out of, out of Philippians once in a while. There's nothing in your life that's of more value than spending time in your Bible.
I was uh I was picking up food yesterday and uh it's uh my wife May is from Singapore and so she likes authentic Asian food. And so I I had to drive a, a significant distance to get it. Um she didn't come mind you. And uh so I went alone and uh there's a lady there, uh, a young a young lady, uh, Christina who uh who said that uh, this year she would be spending more time in the word of God. Now she confessed that she told me the last time she saw me, she'd be doing it and she hadn't, but now she's going to start doing it. And so when I see you again, Christina, hopefully you will, uh, you'll have spent that time in your Bible and uh, we'll be where we agreed. Every day you ought to be in the word of God. Every day you ought to be reading the word of God, or you could be listening to it. You know, there's all kinds of apps on your phone where you can listen to the word of God being played. You want to study the word of God. You want to meditate on the word of God and you want to memorize the word of God. There's literally nothing more valuable in our lives. And this is the chief thing that will help us to grow in our relationship with Jesus to grow in our relationship of knowing God, knowing our heavenly father as our heavenly father. And it will help us to obey him because obviously we don't just want to read and study and memorize and meditate on the word of God. We want to obey the word of God. And when we, when you read it, Matthew, you want to repent of the areas where, where you fall short in it. So, Today, um, we're going to study Proverbs chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 5. We've had people who, who really enjoy the Proverbs and teaching on Proverbs, and so hopefully we'll do a few more teachings on those this year. This is the, uh, the first teaching of the year, and so uh, we're going to go ahead and pray, and then we'll get rolling. Well, Father, we do love you, and we bless you, and we thank you, and we we just uh, we invite you in, Holy Spirit, to uh, to this new year into 2021. Uh, Father, we ask you to bless us this year as we study your word. We ask you to open our hearts and open our minds that we would grasp the word of God, the scriptures like never before. Father, we love you and we thank you and we thank you, Father, that you have given us this incredible word of God our Bibles, the scriptures, the living word of God, Father. We thank you that when we read this, we're actually reading and receiving your very living words. And Father, the only thing we thank you for more than the word of God is the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our only Lord and Savior and Master and King. Jesus, we love you and we bless you and we thank you. And Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are called the, the, the word of God. So Father, open our hearts now as we come to the scriptures. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Verse 1. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. And if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding and look for it as for silver 
and search for it as for hidden treasure. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Wow. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Look at that word then in verse 5 if you're following along. So do you see that the then in verse 5 is contingent on you and I doing all the things in verses 1, 2, 3, and 4? My son, if, verse 1, verse 5, then. If, then. It's a cause and effect relationship. If you do not give yourself to spending time in the scriptures, and if I don't give myself to spending time in the scriptures, then we will not receive the blessings that are promised to those who do give their time to spending time in the scriptures. Does that make sense? Verse one, my son, if. So it's cause and effect. If you accept my words, if you store up my commands, if you turn your ear to wisdom, if you apply your heart to understanding, if you call out for insight, if you cry aloud for understanding, if you look for it as for silver, if you search for it as his, uh, if you search for it as for hidden treasure, then verse five, you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. It's just an incredible promise. Verse five, you see, is the promise. It's the promise of the scriptures, but it's contingent on you and I consistently and diligently walking out verses one through four, Lisa. All right. Verse one, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, it begins with accepting the fact that your Bible is the living word of God. Do you accept that today? Have you accepted the fact that the scriptures are the living word of God? Really, really, it really is. When you open that Bible, you're, you're reading the words of God Almighty. The word of God has power beyond our understanding. The word of God created the entire universe. You remember, if you open to Genesis 1 in your Bible, it'll give you how, uh, how everything was created, how God created it. In every way, it says, and God said, let there be light. God spoke and pow, pow, the universe appeared. God spoke a dry land into existence, right? Everything he speaks he created the world, the earth, the universe by his word. And believe it or not, that same word, that incredibly powerful word of God is at your disposal in your Bible. It's amazing. That's why I said there's nothing more valuable than spending time in the word of God. But we have to accept it as it is the word of God. It really is by faith. You want to come to the Bible and knowing that it is God's word, his actual word to you and to me and to the world for all eternity. 
You, you remember Jesus said that, you know, heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of God will never pass away. Think about that. We'll have a new heaven and a new earth. There'll be some remodeling. But the word of God will remain forever. Father, we ask you to help us this day and this new year to accept your words. Help us, Father, one and all, to accept your words as they really are as the living word of God. Father, I ask you to help us that we would be more attentive to your words and more concerned for your words than our words or the words of any men or women in the world. Father, I pray our hearts would be given and that you would help us, Holy Spirit, to truly seek out the word of God more and more and to be concerned about the words of people less and less. Father, we just love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your words. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My son, if you accept my words. Now, the word of God really is not going to mean anything to you if you haven't received the Son of God. So today, wherever you are, have you trusted in Jesus Christ as your only Lord and Savior? What I mean by that is, have you acknowledged to Jesus? Have you come to him in prayer and confessed, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinful person, as the Bible says. I know I cannot save myself. Lord Jesus, I know I'm hopeless without you. And therefore, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and to be the Lord of my life and to save me from my sin and bring me to heaven when I die. Jesus, I place all my faith and hope and trust in you alone to save me and to be my everlasting Lord and God. Have you done that? Have you, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Are you actively trusting in Jesus Christ today? And if you would say, you know, I'm not sure, just rewind the tape a little bit and go back. And as sincerely as you can, you want to pray that prayer and, and explain to Jesus that, that, that you do desire for him to be your Lord and Savior and asking and ask him to come into your heart and to be that very thing, your Lord and your Savior and your Master and your King and your God. Because until you've received the Son of God, the Word of God can't help you. You remember when Jesus was talking to all the religious leaders and the Pharisees, um, and he said to them, you diligently study the scriptures because you think by them you have eternal life. But these are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to get eternal life. So everything starts with the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Now, once you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the most important thing in your life is his word, is the word of God. People will say, isn't prayer important? Of course, prayer is pivotal. You ought to be praying every day throughout your day, right? But remember, prayer is primarily an exercise of you speaking to your heavenly father, you, you speaking to Jesus, you speaking to the Holy Spirit. As a side note, those are the only three people you should pray to. You don't pray to people in the past. You don't pray to people who have died. You don't pray to people in the Bible who have died. Okay? You only pray to your heavenly father. Uh, you can pray to Jesus. 
and you can pray to the Holy Spirit. They're all God. Okay. You can, and you ought to praise them all and worship them all as well. Okay. We do not in any way pray to people alive or, or dead that have passed on. Okay. So, so that's clear. And the, and the, and the scripture is clear on that. Okay. Um, thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, you ought to be praising and worshiping the Trinity as well. Okay. Consistently spending time in prayer and in worship of, of all Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That said, remember, uh, when you pray to the Father, Son, or Holy Spirit, it's primarily an exercise of you speaking to them almost entirely, right? If not entirely, there is listening prayer, but that's a separate deal. 99.9% uh, .9 of all prayer is when we are speaking our words to our heavenly father, to our Lord Jesus, or to the Holy Spirit. When we study the scriptures, that's our heavenly father, Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit speaking to us. The scriptures are his word to us, where prayer is our words to him. And although it's amazingly and overwhelmingly important, and every Christian should do it as the second most important discipline of, of our lives, his words to us are more important than our words to him, of course, right? And as I said, that's not to downplay prayer in any way, okay? Every day we ought to be spending time in our Bible, and every day we ought to be giving ourselves to prayer and worship and thanksgiving and praise throughout the day. You've received Jesus as your Savior. You accept the fact that the Bible is the Word of God. But now he says, my son, if you accept my words... And store up my commands within you. Do you store up the word of God? That word commands just means the whole word of God. Everything he's told you to do. It's not the Ten Commandments. It's everything Jesus said to do. Everything, every passage in the Bible has told us to do. Okay? The commands of God are his instructions to us. Right? What he's, what he's instructing us or commanding us to do in every way. So the commands of God are the entire Bible. He says, if you store them up within you, storing up the word of God in you, Gabriel, storing it up cash. What do you store up within you? Because we store up a lot of things. I was preparing for this and I was thinking to myself, I was thinking, golly, you know, we, we store up a lot of things in us that are not only of no benefit, but they're harmful to us. They're counterproductive. I mean, we can store up bitterness. We could store up frustration. We often store up unforgiveness. What do you store up in you? What do you have stored up in you right now, Pop? That's, that's not healthy. What do you have stored up in your heart and in your mind right now that's of no use? Wherever you are in that, whatever, when you look inside yourself, whatever you're harboring or storing up, that's, that's of no value or is counterproductive or sinful, let's release it today. Let's give it to Jesus, whatever that is, right? We could store up uh, sinful thoughts, fleshly thoughts. We store up anger. It's crazy the kind of things we store up, right? And then there are, there are just things where we, you know, you know I, uh, 
you know, I have some uh, some some close friends who who love gaming, and I, and I enjoy uh, uh, computer games. But I mean, they can store up immense amount of understanding on different aspects of gaming as a hobby, and they got far more of that stored up than they do the Word of God. Let's this year get to a point where we make storing up the word of God the biggest priority of our lives. And that can only happen moment by moment, day by day. Aaron, good job. Adelaide, good job. Y'all have stored up the word of God in you. You've stored it up. Good work. Let's continue that now. Let's keep feeding our soul and our spirit the word of God. Get like a, you know, deposits of the word of God, like Jesse used to say. Put those deposits of the word of God in you. Keep building that spiritual bank. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. So when you're reading the word of God, right? You want to read it, but you also want to study it, right? You want to take time. You want to think about it. That's why we have these podcasts, okay? Verses two, uh, verses two, three, and four is why we do these podcasts, right? These podcasts are here, hopefully, to help you understand the wisdom and the understanding of the word of God. And you want to seek for that. When you see something in the word of God and when you read it and it doesn't make sense to you, man, you want to go, you want to go, go looking. You want to apply your heart for understanding. You want to, you want to truly understand the scriptures and, and, and this will never end. The, the scriptures are bottomless. There's so much in every verse of the word of God that it's incomprehensible to us. It'll never run out of meaning. It'll never run out of understanding right? You truly want to understand the scriptures. You want to understand what it's saying. You want to understand the context of the scripture, Jose. Um, and then most importantly, you want to understand how it applies to your life and how you can apply it in living your life. It says, turning your ear to wisdom. Verse two, if you're reading. Verse 2 says, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Just like what do we store up? What do we turn our ear to? What do you listen to? Are you listening for the wisdom of the word of God? Or do we listen to a wide variety of absurdity everywhere? I know I often listen to things that are, that are of little benefit or no benefit or, or even counterproductive. Harmful, Right? What do, you, what do you listen to? When you hear something that's not, not productive, do you try to turn away from it? Or do you like want to get more of it, right? Gossip's like that, right? Sometimes when, we, when we're listening, we want to turn our ear because we want more information that's really not healthy for us to have. And it's not, a, it's not coming from a healthy heart. In order for you to turn your ear to wisdom, Scott, you're going to have to turn your ear away from, from some other things. That's worth the price of admission right there, Christina. In order for you to turn your ear to wisdom, 
you're going to have to turn it away from things that, that aren't worth anything. And all of us, Father, I know I have these things in my life that I consistently enjoy hearing, um, you know, that, that really, you know, are not necessarily wrong, but they're not helpful either. Father, help us to learn to turn our ear to wisdom and to apply our heart to understanding. Help us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. When you study the word of God, it will give you it will give you consistently knowledge and understanding and wisdom. And wisdom is how you how you apply that, how you live that out, right? But in order to do that, you're also going to need to understand what everything is saying and how it applies to you and how you need to live it out, right? You want this to be your lifestyle as you're storing up the word of God, reading the word of God, studying the word of God. Verse three, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. So again, you can, you see the picture here is just, is that the scripture is telling us as men and women in Christ as Christians, that we ought to be, we ought to be zealous to get insight into the word of God. The more insight you have into the word of God, the more insight you'll have into the son of God. And the better you know Jesus, the better you'll know your heavenly father. And the more you'll be led by the Holy Spirit. Father, son, Holy Spirit. Pow, pow, pow. So again, the more you call out for insight, the more you cry aloud for understanding, the more zealously you truly look to understand the living word of God and to live it out in wisdom, the more intimately you will know your heavenly father, the better you'll know Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Wow, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You want to pray and ask the Holy Spirit, ask him directly to help you when you're in the scriptures. Holy Spirit, I ask you to lead me and guide me now as we open your word. Holy Spirit, I, I think I prayed it here when we opened. Holy Spirit, we ask you to give us insight into the word of God. We ask you to help us to gain understanding from the scriptures that we might live in a way that's, uh, that's wise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse 4. And if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure. Hmm. That's a very powerful verse. Again, that's Proverbs 2 verse 4. And if you look for it as for silver. Chris, that, 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 that word of God is more valuable to you than, than any amount of money. Right? You want to look into that scripture and, and truly realize that what I'm doing here is worth more than any amount of money anywhere. Now, obviously, very, very few of us ever get to this point. Imagine if we just reminded ourselves every day that the, the, the Bible, the word of God is, is far more valuable to us than money. It really is. Now, of course, we need to go to work. We need to do our jobs. We need to pay our bills. We need to, we need to do all of these things, right? We need, we, need, we need to do what the Lord has called us to do. But 
when we're into the scriptures, when we're looking at the word of God, you really want to know that what you're getting out of it is of immense value for your soul, right? For your spirit, man or woman. You know, if, if you were to look at it and say, man, how many, how many hours a week do I spend at my job? How much time do I spend in the word of God? I'm not saying you need to do 40 hours in your job, 40 hours in the Bible. But, you know, let's say you gave a tithe of your time to the word of God. You know, if you said, okay, if I'm going to work 40 hours, I'm going I'm to take 10% of that time and give it to the scriptures. That'd be four hours a week in the scriptures. For most people, that'd be about three hours and 50 minutes more than they give now. So you, you truly want to, to understand. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to help us to understand that, that, that as we search into the scriptures, it really is a hidden treasure. That there are treasures of revelation to be found in your word, Father. Um that are beyond our understanding and that have a worth and a value far beyond that of money. Verse four, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, you see all these things are, 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 are very similar in what they're saying. They're all exhortations um, to really give ourselves to the wisdom of the word of God. Right. But you notice it says you got to store up the commands before you can turn your ear to wisdom and you want to continue, you know, to understand the wisdom. You want to call out uh, uh, for insight and cry aloud for understanding of wisdom of, of the scriptures. Right. As you're giving yourself to the scriptures, the scriptures will make you wise. Nothing else will make you wise than the word of God and the son of God, the son of God and the word of God. There's worldly wisdom. But that'll be of little value and is almost always harmful. So you see verses 1 through 4. We're told that if we will do all of these things, then the payoff will be verse 5. And the payoff is incredible. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. And if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. And if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure. Verse 5, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Wouldn't it be nice to find the knowledge of God? What is the knowledge of God? It's knowing him. Knowledge is to know him, not just know about him, not know facts pertaining to him. But to find the knowledge of God is to truly know him, is to intimately know him. And there is really, as I said in the beginning, nothing more valuable, nothing you should want more this year, this day, this week, than to know Jesus more intimately, to walk with your heavenly father and know him more deeply and more profoundly, to know the Holy Spirit and to be led by him and to experience his presence, the spirit of Jesus. Don't you want to find that? Don't you really want to find the knowledge of God? Doesn't it? Because, you know, sometimes doesn't it just feel, it just feels like, you know, it's all, it all sounds great. It all sounds wonderful, but it's just, sometimes we just don't know it, right? We don't know it as deep in our heart as we liked, as we, as we would like to. I certainly don't. An elder in this ministry, my brother Tom was saying, he, he told a, 
the whole group of leaders that he wants to, uh, you know, he, he really wants to, to, to know and know deep in his heart the, the, the deep things of the word of God and of Jesus, the son of God, and experience the love of his father. He wants, to, he wants those to go, go deeper this year. If you'll do those first four things, it says, then you'll understand first the fear of the Lord. And in the fear of the Lord, you'll find the knowledge of God. You'll truly know, know him intimately as well as know about him. It says these things will, will allow you to understand the fear of the Lord. I've talked about this before. Um, to live your life in the fear of the Lord simply means, it certainly means to have an awe for him and a respect for him, but it also means to be afraid. It's to know and to be comforted by the fact, number one, that, that he's with you. Wherever you go, Jesus is with you. If you're in Jesus Christ today and you're a Christian, then, then everywhere you go, Jesus is with you. Now, he's with you and he loves you, but he's also watching you. He's watching what you say. He's watching what you do. And you do know that you're married to Jesus. You're the bride of Christ. So he's also watching what, what you do that's out of line. And, and, and you ought to be afraid of that. And I certainly ought to be afraid of that. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord. Okay? To truly understand the fear of the Lord is to know that your heavenly father loves you so much that he loves you unconditionally that he will most certainly discipline you and discipline me when, when we are out of line. Now, it, that can be done in countless ways, millions of different ways that, that, that we all undergo discipline. Uh, the Hebrew writer says that as true Christians, that all of us undergo different forms of discipline. Now, we're not told how the discipline comes. Sometimes if, if we haven't walked in the fear of the Lord and we've been disobedient, sometimes the Lord um, will keep a blessing from coming into our lives. Okay, There is a consequence for unrepentant disobedience. Now, if you go and we disobey the word of God and we do the countless things that we know to be sinful and wrong, and if you'll repent, if you're quick to repent, and go before your heavenly father and say, Father, I do ask you to forgive me. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. Holy Spirit, I, I, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to, to help me to not behave in these ways or speak in these ways or think in these ways. If you'll repent, then there is no question the discipline will be less. But if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, or and myself as a believer in Jesus Christ, if, if there are areas of our life where we're just walking in rogue disobedience without any repentance, then there is no question the discipline of your heavenly father is in your life. And it could be overt. It could be in, in, in dozens of different ways that, that your life is, uh, is unpleasant to you or is dissatisfying for you. Um, or it could be that, uh, that there are blessings in your life that you're not receiving. So all of us want to have a lifestyle of repentance, okay? To live in the fear of the Lord. It doesn't mean you're perfect or I'm perfect. It does mean that we want to live a holy life and a pure life and a Christ-like life. But it does mean that, that when we make mistakes and when we fail, that we are quick to repent because we know Lisa the daddy don't play. Is that right, Jason? Our heavenly father doesn't play, Johnny. Okay. He's serious. And so we want to be Christians 
that we know the areas of our life, I said it again, our thinking, our speaking, and our actions, where we're quick to repent when they're out of line, you know, so that we do not, you know, I don't want to receive any more discipline than necessary in my life. So again, the fear of the Lord, yes, is to be in awe that he is God, full-blown, all-powerful, all-knowing God Almighty. You know that. You have an awe and a reverence for that. And in addition, that you are afraid that as all-powerful, all-knowing God, he knows what we're doing. He knows what we're thinking. And so we want to live in light of that fact. Live in light of the fact that you know what? That he loves us enough, just like you with your children, you love them enough that you do discipline them. If you will live out these four verses, it says, then we'll actually understand the fear of the Lord. We can come to truly understand and appreciate what an amazing thing the fear of the Lord is. It's not there just to be held over you as, as uh, you know, like it is a, a young child, right? You know, who the only reason they'll often do something is because, you know, they don't want to be disciplined. But the fear of the Lord is, is a mercy to us. The fear of the Lord is so deep that if we'll walk in these things, we'll get a deeper understanding of what it really means to walk in the reverence of God, to walk in awe of Jesus. And, and yes, to be afraid, to want to step out of line, most of all, because we don't, you know, you know, when, when, when we live in an ungodly way, it, it doesn't take away our relationship. Nothing can do that. If you're a Christian, a true Christian today, you will go to heaven. But the more sinful a lifestyle we have, that impedes our relationship and how we are, are able to experience relationship with Jesus. Does that make sense? If we'll walk in verses 1 through 4, we will, we will more and more and more understand this concept of the fear of the Lord. And it says, and we'll find the knowledge of God. And as I said, that's just... Uh, just knowing your father, knowing Jesus, knowing the Holy Spirit, not just knowing about them, but having a deep, intimate and growing relationship with them. Father, we do love you and bless you and thank you. We thank you, Father, for this new year. We thank you for 2021. We thank you for the word of God. Father, we honor you. We love you. We bless you and we thank you. Father, we do ask you to help us to, to not only accept your word, but to store up the scriptures, the word of God in us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to, 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 to zealously study your word, Lord, as we turn our ear to wisdom. Help us to apply our heart to understanding. Holy Spirit, we do ask you to, to help us and grant us insight into the word of God. And uh, we ask you to give us understanding into the scriptures. You know, remind us, Holy Spirit, that, that, that this word of God is so valuable that we would truly look for it as, as more than we would money, that we would look for it as for silver and that we would see that it's a treasure chest that we can come to every day and find new revelations of, of what our, our Father is saying. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would help us to walk these things out, that we would indeed understand the fear of the Lord and that we would more and more and more find the knowledge, the knowing of God our Father, of Jesus Christ our Lord, and of you our Holy Spirit.
Father, we love you, we bless you, and we thank you. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for 2021. We commit this day, this week, this month, and this year into your hands, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org. If you'd like to email us directly, you can reach us at contact at kingdomd.org.